Welcome, everyone, to episode 20 of Fallout Off the Record. I'm your host, Rick McVick, and with us tonight is Shalene. Howdy. We uh, are so happy to be back with you guys. This is kind of our first quote-unquote normal podcast since uh, Fallout 4's release. We had uh, our last week's podcast was with uh, Game Over Greggy from Kind of Funny. And this week is just us two, uh, the good old podcasting duo you know and love so well. And yeah, we're kind of joining you a little late in the week because of uh, a little bit of an emergency uh, I had last week, so we weren't able to do the live show, but we're going to have a little bit of a video let's play and I guess kind of a shorter episode for you today. And then we will also be doing a spoiler cast here shortly as well. So anyway, um, why don't we go ahead and get into our sponsors, Shaleen, since you have the show notes up. Take it away. Sure. Um, we're sponsored by several sponsors, as usual. First of all, we've got tweakedaudio.com. Um, you can get some earbuds from tweakedaudio.com, free shipping and 30% off with our code off the record, all one word at checkout. Those are some quality earbuds. I'm using some right now. Awesome. You can also visit audible.audibletrial.com slash questgamingnetwork for a free audiobook of your choosing. Um, they have a ton of audiobooks. I know they recently added the Harry Potter series to Audible, so there would be a good, a good series you could check out. You can also become a patron of our show on patreon.com slash questgamingnetwork or give a one-time donation at questgamingnetwork.com using our PayPal link. Any donation helps and would earn you a shout-out on the show. And I know there are some cool rewards up on the Patreon, um, including the parodies from some of the other Quest Gaming shows. There are also some non-financial ways to support the show, uh, sharing us on social media, sending your emails, and uh, tell your friends. Parodies. I forgot they were doing that. Yeah, the, they made like an album of the all the parodies from... ESOTR and uh, Dragon Age OTR. Yeah, I didn't realize they did so many. There's uh, there's quite a few, actually. Awesome. Most of them are really good. <laughs> awesome. So tell us about what you're doing here, Rick. Well, right now, I am on a scavenger run in the Irish Pride Shipping House, I believe it's called. And um, mm -hmm. basically what I did was, this is my character right now. He's wearing, I think, all T-45, except for a T-60 helmet, and it's all uh, on the E mod, A, B, C, D, E, F, yeah. Um, I still have to get the F mod uh, eventually. So they're all pretty super powered. I have, like, a couple other mods on there. I have the red tack light, as you can see there. Nice. And uh, all I have in my inventory at this point in time is a pistol and a sniper rifle that I just happened <laughs> to pick up. Because I'm, like I said, I'm just kind of going for... Um, materials and stuff because I am I don't know a bit of a builder at this point Ooh, very nice combat rifle so yeah I'm just kind of wandering the waste and picking the dead bodies so to speak sounds like a good time <laughs> yeah I figured it'd be safe to do this uh, since I won't have any story or anything like that yeah keep it spoiler free because we're still pretty soon in the lifespan of, of Fallout 4. And uh, I know I sure haven't gotten that far in the story. <laughs> I'm guessing a lot of our listeners haven't either. Yeah, I've, I've, gotten, I've gotten pretty far. Actually, th this gun right here is, might be somewhat of a spoiler, but we'll use it anyway. Yeah, well, I, I can't guess what it's about, so <laughs> it should be okay. 
Well, I won't tell it you. It sure yet. is a pistol. It is a pistol. <laughs> it's basically just a super-powered, normal forty-four caliber snub nose. Oh yeah, I really like the forty-four caliber snub. Um, I have one that I have named Bogart. Bogart. After Humphrey Bogart, because it just it looks like something that Humphrey Bogart would use to me. I didn't even realize that. Oh, they didn't shoot off. I didn't even realize that you could custom name your weapons. That's the f- so much fun, though. <laughs> I didn't even know. <laughs> really? No, because I was. Actually, so how are you not selling your good weapons? Because I usually like uh, favorite or put my good mm-hmm. weapons in a quick slot. Yeah. And, so you have the uh, little heart to tell you. Yeah. Oh, dirty water. Yeah, I've been naming everything, and I've greatly enjoyed that. I uh, I have a, a mini. Um, I always call it a mini nuke, but it's fat man. Uh, the fat man that fires mini nukes, and I've named it the Arsenal of Democracy. Oh my, that's pretty rad. <laughs> I uh, I name everything else just like my shotgun, or you know, so I know what this the... one's oh. it's one of these. <laughs> Sorry, I um. Well, what I've run into is like after modding weapons, they tend to shift in their position or where they are located because of the name, mm-hmm. and they sort alphabetical, and um. Yeah, I was like, I wish I could rename these things like A or something so I knew where they would be. And I guess you can. So. Yeah, it's an option on the weapons bench. So <laughs> I should open my eyes. A lot of stuff is hidden in those little options. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of, a lot of ways there's, to do different things. There's a lot that this game doesn't tell you about. Oh, yeah, a ton, which, mm. which we'll go over. So, um, I guess we should talk about what we're going to talk about today. We should probably yeah, let's start doing that. <laughs> Great. We're going to get another iTunes review. Pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some news for you. A little bit of old news, actually. Yeah, that's okay. <laughs> and uh, cause we, we actually had a few weeks without um, a normal, normal really news segment. And uh, gameplay, some lore, a weapon of the week, and your lovely emails. No, you have been emailing us. That has yes, we appreciate it, and keep sending them. We we just love hearing your take on things. Shall we kick off with some news? Let's do it. I don't have the bumper, so <laughs> if you love news, you're gonna love our next segment. I think I'm gonna have to update that now. Nah, I like it. We'll keep it. It's a good one. It is a good one. An oldie but a goodie. <laughs> So what happened in these last couple of weeks of of uh, Fallout? Fallout 4 came out. Oh, and, uh, did it. People seem to like it. It reviewed really well. Um, I just have some of the some of the major, you know, um, right. gaming websites review scores here. Polygon gave it a 9.5. IGN gave it a 9.5. GameSpot a 9. Game Informer a 9. PC Gamer, 88 out of 100. Games Radar gave it 5 out of 5, and it got an 87 on Metacritic. Or that's what it had at the time that I wrote these notes. Uh, I, uh, I actually should have probably <laughs> updated that before we went <laughs> well, started recording. No, nah, it's, uh, yeah, it's fine. Um, Metacritic, I was reading some of the user reviews, and they seem to be very negative on Fallout, mainly due to the bugginess I would say I guess mm-hmm. I don't know I haven't really experienced any bugs 
I've had bugs. a ton of bugs, Rick. Really? I've had, yeah, I've had some that were very frustrating. Um, but nothing that compared to the uh, the New Vegas launch. Oh. <laughs> so I kind of feel like I've, I've got like some Bethesda Stockholm syndrome here, even though it was, you know, I know it was Obsidian that did New Vegas, but it's the. Uh, yeah, I, I feel like I'm. It's so much better than it was that I, I uh, I'm giving it more of a pass than I would a game from another company. <laughs> no, I I understand. Um, you know, I I don't know how I got so lucky. I I think the game has crashed by freezing once. Um, I've gotten the invisible gun slash pit boy thing which I've just quick saved and reloaded and it was all fine um so I mean I don't I don't I haven't yeah I haven't really had any sort of bad mm -hmm. qualms with this game at all so you want to hear about my worst bug that I've had I do <laughs> I like to call it white men can't jump what <laughs> I couldn't jump you could <laughs> I couldn't jump are you sure you just weren't over encumbered I couldn't. No, I was not. I'm not that newbie at Fallout. I'm I'm kind of a babby at video games, but I'm not that bad. <laughs> a what? Um. Oh, a, a baby. I'm sorry. Um. You just said babby. I did. It was an inside joke that I. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Moving along. <laughs> Moving quite along now. So, uh, yeah, I'm kind of bad at video games, but. I am not that bad. I could not jump. It was not responding. Oh, that's um, not good. But when in dialogue options, the Y button worked just fine on my controller, but not to jump with. So uh, <laughs> I thought, geez, you know, it must be this uh, this new Fallout controller that I bought must be like defective or something. So I swap it out for my controller that came with the Xbox, and uh, it doesn't work either. And I think, well, gee, that's weird. So I shut down everything, reboot the console, um, bring it back up. Nope, no jumping. And I'm like, man, you know, this is a really strange bug. I wonder, I wonder what happened. Uh, maybe I did, you know, some weird combination of events that caused me to lose the ability to jump. So I go back to an older save a few hours ago, and I still can't jump. And I go back <laughs> to, like a very early save just after leaving the vault no jumpies huh and so what i ended up finally doing was uh, i remapped the controller button uh to put jump on the on the bumper instead of y but then i lost the ability to throw grenades <laughs> <laughs> that is so weird and uh, it started working earlier today and um i i was playing this morning and it was still not working right. I was having to jump with the with the bumper. Why didn't work? And uh, then I left my Xbox just idle for a long time because my family got here. So I went and hung out with my family, left it on pause. And uh, after a few hours, came back, and it was working just fine. So <laughs> that's pretty weird. I guess it's just a moody controller. Wow. And it happened uh, on my PC too, though, with the controller. So, uh, I think that's just because your PC is telling you, Shaleen, use the keyboard and mouse. It's better. Use yeah. the keyboard and mouse. But I, use I, the mouse, Shaleen. And, uh, just uh, saying. 
Okay, Obi-Wan. <laughs> so anyway, that's the, the worst bug that I've had. Shall we carry on with the news? Yeah, what happened in the... Yeah, I think I already asked that. <laughs> Fallout 4 had oh. a really big launch. We talked about the, the review scores, uh, but according to IGN, Fallout 4 had 445,000 concurrent users on Steam on launch day. Jeez. Which is a, a ton of users. That's just on, on Steam. Its, yeah, just on Steam. On its first day, players had already logged 4.5 million hours played, 1.2 million hours owners on launch day on Steam. Wow. So that's pretty big. That's intense. It's like camping. Uh, what? According to GameSpot, Fallout 4 shipped 12 million copies on launch day, which represents $750 million in potential sales. <laughs> Bethesda had a payday. And for perspective, Skyrim shipped 7 million in its first 48 hours and sold through 3.5 million of those copies right away. Wow. So I, I don't know how what the actual sold numbers are on the 12 million copies they shipped, but I'd imagine that it's no small number. Oh, no, not at all. I mean... Yeah, this this game reached such a. I mean, because of Skyrim, this game just reached such a wide audience. Because ever, it I feel like Skyrim really put Bethesda on the mainstream map, like mm. solidified them on the mainstream map. Whoa, this place looks interesting. Right. So they've always been on my map since you know more. I found Morrowind, but but yeah. I yeah, but this is uh, non gamers now know who Bethesda is and. Oh, yeah. Are anticipating these games and that's something that I've experienced in my real life you know I work in the hospitality industry and I've had customers that know I'm a gamer and know I'm doing this podcast come up to me and be like hey you know um, if I get one of those PlayStation things can I play that fallout on it <laughs> <laughs> why yes you can yeah I've, I've had a number of, of people that I, I like Older people, people that I, um, not that older people can't be gamers, but people that I would not have pegged as people that would be interested in video games at all. Right. I've been asking me, like, how do they play this game? <laughs> that is super impressive. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's definitely re reaching a wider audience. I'm really curious to see what the numbers are against Call of Duty and even Battlefront, because Battlefront's not, apparently, not doing so hot. Yeah, I, I hear a lot of people have been very unhappy with it. Dun, dun, dun. Anyway, I'm interested to see these numbers as they continue to, uh, continue to metamorphose. <laughs> yeah, I'm really curious to see what they do. I mean, we know it's going to be big. I'm just curious how big. And I knew it was. I knew it was a game a lot of people were interested in, but I'm really floored by the the tremendous success, the mainstream success. It's not just the hardcore gaming audience that's listening to Fallout podcasts that are interested in Fallout now. Right. So. Okay, sir. Well, get off his lawn, uh, Rick. I'm leaving. What in the world? So I found a few teddy bear uh, gags. Mm-hmm. Those were quite fun. But um, I can't remember what they were. I think one was... Two teddy bears getting it on, and a bunch of alcohol bottles, <laughs> and um, I think teddy bears playing a game or something like that. I forget. It was funny. 
I think my favorite one is still the one sitting on the toilet with the with the Boston bugle. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've actually got my screenshot of that set as my lock screen on my iPhone. Oh, nice. it just it makes me feel happy every time I see it. I haven't seen that one yet. It's pretty funny. So uh, we talked about all, all these people that are playing Fallout Four, right? Yeah. So this brings us to. Uh, you would think this would be our zany Kotaku story for the week, but this actually came from Forbes. Our zany Forbes. Relating to how many people played this thing on launch day. Okay, from Forbes. Traffic at the website Pornhub dropped 10% the day that Fallout 4 launched. <laughs> That's quite impressive. However, it's not necessarily like firmly co- correlated that Fallout 4 led to that drop. But it's pretty darn obvious. <laughs> yeah, I'll let you draw your own conclusions from that. <laughs> but um, we know that Fallout users do use Pornhub because, <laughs> well, you know, I'm saying like... Because <laughs> that's gosh. where it was leaked. <laughs> yeah, because that's where the leak was. Right. And uh, there were a number of other Fallout videos on Pornhub that people had put up. and I didn't, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah. So... Uh, I kept seeing the news articles about, like, you know, Fallout 4 on Pornhub. <laughs> so all those people, they uh, they left Pornhub to play play the game. So <laughs> Yeah, I, I... I couldn't believe they were reporting that on Forbes. <laughs> well, you know, maybe it was a slow financial day. I don't even know what Forbes does. <laughs> Anyway, it's it's a business business news, and I, I guess that's uh, I guess that's big business. I guess so. so. Ooh, tales of a tongue, junk town, jerky vendor. I love, I love how those covers are like hand drawn. Yes, I love and I love I love these magazines. Permanently game better. Price. Like I love the different perks that you get from these things. Mm-hmm. Like it's so much better than just here's a skill point. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's so much better. I agree. I, I really it. do. It's very good. Um, it reminds me a little bit of the special um, perks that you would sometimes gain in previous Fallout games through a quest or something. Okay. I'm not quite... Oh, oh, yeah. Like, uh, I'm trying to think. When you do the, the ant... Right. The you ant get quest. ant mite or ant side or right, yeah, something yeah. like that. I always liked that. That felt like it was like a little special treat. Like, it, mm-hmm. it changed the way that, you know obviously changed the way that you played and changed the way the game felt so I'm really happy that it's more of that in this game can you take those flamingos I was trying you can't it doesn't doesn't seem like you can oh no because I would really love to have some pink flamingos at my house who knows there's those uh, white picket fence magazines maybe they'll unlock flamingos yeah I've already gotten picket fences and like different potted plants and lighting Mm -hmm. That's very cool. I have taken advantage. So we've got one final news item, and this is more of a a feature than really news news. Bethesda.net released an article about bringing Codsworth to life. They did an interview with a voice actor, Stephen Russell. He said that he didn't play Codsworth like he was just a robot. Instead, he played him as though he were a, a sentient being with feelings. And he says that Codsworth has got a lot of heart. No. And I think that really comes through in the performance. Codsworth has got opinions, and he's sometimes pretty sassy. And yeah. I, I really, yeah. Isn't he also very judgy? He is very judgy. 
very judgy. And I, when I saw that first trailer that featured Codsworth, I fell in love with him right away. I thought, oh man, I'm never taking another companion. I just, I'm going to love Codsworth so much. And I don't like him because he's, he's, <laughs> yeah, he's very judgy. He's like, you're not the same woman I knew, ma'am. Really? I don't even recognize you. And I've been playing as a good player, you know, I'm like, dude, Codsworth, I'm trying to get my son back. I mean, it's, yeah, sometimes you gotta like crush some skulls, Codsworth. Mm -hmm. Doing what I gotta do. Yes. Yeah, and the article also talked about designing his character model uh, and making him emote without a traditional face or mouth. Uh, they talked about using his little eyes, you know, and, and the dilation of his eyes to express his emotions. Yeah, I've I noticed that. I think in the the E3 video that the graphics mm -hmm. were at the point where they had the little shutter shutter closing for his eyes and mm -hmm. stuff. Okay, there's a lot of mole rats around here. That was a pretty neat read. Those I've never... glowing mole rats are so mean. <sighs> I hate them. I hate like not that I, I, not hate in the way that I dislike it, but like they, the way that they pop out of the ground and go back in the ground and a lot of the enemies do that in this. The rat scorpions... And the uh, t -t 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 mole rats and the rad roaches, don't they go underground? They do. And, uh, yeah, it's just all, oh, it's like, it's hectic. It's a lot more chaotic than I'm used to. But I'm getting used to it now. And actually that brings me up, brings up a good point. Uh, vats. Oh, he's just rolling around. Uh, I actually only use vats when they get really close. Mm, you know what? I think I'm doing the same thing. I've been playing a lot sneakier and snipier than I traditionally do. Oh, really? Yeah, I have been. And I am also not using vats that much. Yeah, I mean, for long range stuff, I pretty much just... I pretty much just use my own skill. Mm-hmm. And, and I'm the worst sniper ever. And it's been pretty, pretty effective. Oh, yeah? Oh, yeah. Oh, this is not... I thought this was a shotgun. This is not a shotgun. Thought it was what a do you have there? A combat, combat, a combat rifle? rifle. I like the combat rifle. I use it a lot. Uh, I use different. I have a version of it back at my uh, main settler area that I really, really enjoy. Um, but I don't know. I I, I was kind of hoping for another Chinese assault rifle. Those are pretty rad. Mhm. Mm but have yeah, you? I liked all the Chinese weapons. They were awesome. You like the pistol? I hated the pistol. I don't like the pistol. Who said I like the pistol? You said you liked all the Chinese weapons. Oh, no. You're right. I uh, I don't like all the Chinese weapons. Yeah, I was going to say, the pistol was horrible. I wasn't a fan of the pistol. No. Um, but what I find myself using in this game, it really depends on what I'm doing. So, like, when I'm in my power armor, as you can see here, uh, I tend to go a little loud. So I'll, mm -hmm. use, I'll use this pistol or a shotgun and... and I'll grab a minigun or something and, and run around with that. Um, if I'm using my sneaky sniper, which is pretty much just when I exit the power armor. Actually, I should show you my character. Show you guys my main character. Mm -hmm. um, so this is my sneaky sniper guy. Nice hat. And uh, he's got some he's, he's, he's got some battle wounds on his uh, face there, some scarring. But yeah, so I pretty much just use the leg leather and then chest leather and that's it. Military fatigues. Yeah. 
so do you not do you find that you don't need more armor than that or are you just uh trying to keep the aesthetic clean uh it's more so the aesthetic and just less armor better sneaky and i really mm. find i really find like the more like if you have metal armor it it's clunky and it's louder and at least that's how the old laws of sneak were <laughs> right so i don't quite know if it holds up but i'm going to assume that it does um I just wear a weird hodgepodge of whatever will protect me the most. <laughs> I, I I will say that I die so quickly if I get found mm -hmm. and I'm not in power armor. Right. Like I, uh, right now. Holy crap. That's a lot of ghouls. Yeah. A whole lot of ghouls. So I'd like to talk about power armor for a minute here. I noticed that you've got a very nice looking suit of power armor there. It's very tidy. I do. It's uh Ah, see? I'm no good at this close-up stuff. Um, it's all got the military color, which I forget what it does. Mm -hmm. And, um, like I said, it's all T45 except for... Uh, all T45 except, I think, for the helmet. Which, let's see here. What do I have here? Yeah, so, T, so the T45F torso, I'm sorry, the T51 left arm in... Right arm, the T60E helmet, and the T45 right leg and T51 left leg. So it's a little bit more mismatched than I thought. However, it's all painted the correct way. <laughs> well, my power armor is like, if a hobo had power armor, <laughs> that would be his power armor. Um, and it's all rusty and mismatched. I've got like a T60 torso and... A 145 leg and 151 leg and a 60 arm and <laughs> it's terrible. It's really terrible. It looks like garbage. Uh, if it, it works. Really, it looks like trash. And uh, I see all these people tweeting at us these awesome pictures of their collection of power armor suits. And where are they getting all these parts? Do you just find them in the world or... Do you have to buy them, or can you craft pieces of armor? I'm sure that you can buy some armor. I know that I got my Brotherhood of Steel. Whoa, that's creepy looking. Um, wow, that's horrifying. Yeah, that's really creepy. Um, for those of you just listening, I walked into a cemetery, and there's a right and a left hand sitting on a pedestal around some melted candles and a skull sitting in the middle of the handles. It looks very, like, Skyrim-y. It looks um, like the skull has sprouted wings, and and the wings are made of hands. Whoa! Yeah. And then all of a sudden I got ambushed by a raider scum. Um, so, like, for instance, I was really excited when I found the X-01 uh, power armor, but it's been mismatched. So... I uh, messaged Captain Dumak, who's a listener, and and I was telling him that I had found it, and now he's tweeting pictures of his complete set. I'm, like, super jealous. <laughs> but I have a complete Brotherhood of Steel. I have this mismatched set of armor, which I didn't realize was mismatched. Um, mm -hmm. I have another set at my Sanctuary Hills place that's winterized. Which I might go see what pieces are on that and maybe put them to this to form a complete set. But you just kind of find them laying around. Like, there is a military base near Sanctuary Hills. As, as you're going to the military base, like, say, from Sanctuary Hills, you'll pass a down vertebrate. And mm -hmm. there's a conveniently, conveniently standing set of uh, 
power armor. It's not actually a set. Well, for me, it wasn't a set. It was just a, a couple different pieces. But I, you know, pick that up and then find different pieces laying around. And when you kill a raider or someone wearing power armor, you can take that armor, but you, you can't take the frame. Yeah, I was going to ask about that, if you could take the frame. Because mm. I've killed a couple guys in armor and then t- taken the pieces, but I couldn't figure out how to get the frame. Yeah, you have to find a... You, you have to find a frame that no one is actually in. And mm-hmm. here's a side note, too. Uh, take your fusion cores out of your power armor suits when you exit them because people will just randomly get in them. doesn't matter if it's an enemy or an ally or just a random caravaner. They will get into your power armor if there's a fusion core in it. So all of mine always... I always take the keys out and lock the doors. <laughs> yeah, I've been doing the same thing. What I should what I should do is like put them um I should put them like on a roof, like build like a really tall building or something and, and put them on a roof and just make a staircase so I can get up to them and then, and then delete the and, staircase. And then delete the staircase. <laughs> <laughs> so no one else can get to them. <laughs> That's a very a very the Sims kind of a thing to do. <laughs> so yeah, I don't know. I like I like power armor in this game at times. Yeah. It's very flexible. I feel like such, you know, such a a stupid person in my my mismatched power armor. I really would like to get a full set of uh maybe the 60. I like the 60. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. I kind of go with whatever does the most like damage resistance. Mm-hmm. Um it's I've been trying to answer the question of can you breathe underwater in your power armor? And I'm pretty sure you can as long as you have a helmet and you don't get out. Okay. I walked like really far out into the ocean with power armor on. I think we should do some Fallout Mythbusters. Yeah, we should. (laughs) Just stay under there. Oh, I hear a suicider. Have you encountered these guys yet? I sure have. Actually, yesterday I was at an abandoned hospital. And I came outside and heard the noise, found the guy, shot his arm. I was okay. Heard the noise again, found the guy, shot his arm. I was okay. And then I was walking and I heard the noise again. Yeah? And the third guy got me. He was right on top of me before I was able to find him. You had three suiciders? Yeah, all together. Yeesh. It was not good. That does not sound fun. I uh, I think I was actually doing the uh, our little review thing of Fallout 4 that Monday before it came out when I was killed by my first super mutant suicider. Right. Ding, fries are done. <laughs> I, uh... Has your base been getting attacked much? Uh... It got attacked... It got attacked the other day. One of the bases did. I think Coventry Crossing. And I didn't notice it until, like I said, you failed to defend, blah, blah, blah. And I was mm-hmm. like, oh, I didn't even know I had to. But uh, they haven't been getting attacked too badly. My gas station where I live has been getting attacked really frequently. Do you care? And twice those attacks have included suicide mutants. Oh, my gosh. I haven't mm-hmm. been attacked by mutants, just raiders. I was so scared, and then when it was done, before I saved, I had to go around and make sure all my people were okay. (laughs) 
I'm like, you know, has anybody seen Preston Garvey? <laughs> Preston Garvey, are you here? <laughs> um, I hear that you can install a bell, but I can't find where to do that. And you ring the bell and everybody comes. Yes, yes. Um, you can, you can in fact do that. You can also equip your followers or whatever you want to call them with other weapons and, and armor and stuff yes. so you can make them more defensible. And you can give Codsworth a hat. What? You can give, you can give Codsworth a bowler hat and he wears it and it's so cute. That's pretty awesome. So mm-hmm. here's a question I have, Shalene, and maybe for our listeners. The Alright, so if you look here on, if you're watching, um, I'm at Skylane's Flight 1981. Mm-hmm. And let me find one that has it. Yeah, so here, Poseidon Energy Turbine number 18-F has a little cleared tag underneath of it. Mm-hmm. However, I've been to a lot of places that I swear I've been through, like the Skylanes area, and I don't have that cleared option. And I'm wondering, does every place get a cleared tag? Or is there, like, do you have to look in every little thing? Or is there, like, a, I don't know, is there, like, a door or something that I need to go into and find? Or I, I don't know, like, how do you... I don't know. So cleared means what? That you got all the good stuff? I don't know. See, I was in... Uh, I forget where I was. But I was in some place, and I thought I had checked everything. And it ended up that I didn't have that little clear tag. And then I found a door that I didn't realize was there. And I went into it. And after I had went into it and looked around the room, I noticed that the, the area had a cleared symbol on it. Interesting. And I'm wondering... So maybe it means you've visited every part of that location? Yeah, and I'm wondering if every place gets a cleared symbol like for instance uh like i don't think your settlements get a clear Mm-mm. skyrim used to have that on its caves and stuff what did it mean for skyrim do you know i think the same thing i, I really enjoy that because i thought it meant like you've cleared all you killed all the enemies <laughs> oh maybe that's it too but see I, but I don't think that's right because the enemies respawn at several places that are marked as cleared Right, and here at the Skylines, Skylines 851 thing, and maybe it's because I haven't actually gotten to this wing that I'm on right now, but um, Super Mutants come instead of... Uh, when I first showed up here, it was Gunners fighting uh, the Children of Adam. Oh, I found a Pompadour wig. There's Children of Adam? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's not a spoiler or anything, but yeah, there's definitely Children of Adam, and they are not very friendly. Wow. I've got to play more game. I'm, I'm so far behind. Yeah, at this point, I'm like two days and 17 hours, and I'm level 42, 41, something like that. Yeah, you've got about double the time invested into your character than I do. I found Daddio. What the frick is Daddio? Check it out. I'm going to check that out now. Oh, it's a drug. Oh, yeah, I knew that. Intelligence 3, Perception 3, Charisma minus 2. Okay. I actually just took a drug called Day Tripper in Fallout. Like to clarify that in Fallout. <laughs> I actually just took a drug. <laughs> I, I take all the drugs in Fallout, and uh, it's pretty fun. I still didn't get the cleared things. So, um, while you're exploring this plane, shall we move on with the show? Yes. Yes. <laughs> we digress. <laughs> we have some post National Enquirer. We're finished with the news. <laughs> but we wanted to talk a little bit about some of the exploits that have been found for Fallout 4. Already? Yeah, there's a ton of them. You can get... There's an unlimited caps glitch. I, uh, I'm i not sure what the means are to get that, but... 
I'm not surprised that it's there. <laughs> yeah, I know. And surprised or not surprised that somebody found it already. Mm-hmm. Have you been there? Where the, is that General Atomics? Uh, I haven't been to whatever I'm looking at now. You should go to General Atomics. Is that it's what it is, General Atomics? really fun. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, we'll have to talk about that in depth someday. Um, okay, we will. You can get the cryolator. Uh, we talked about that. You can have dog meat get the cryolator for you as soon as you find dog meat. And there's an exploit where you can get unlimited special. Uh, you can level up all your special. You can replicate the Your Special book by asking dog meat to pick it up and then grabbing it out of his mouth, basically. <laughs> <laughs> That's yeah, funny. so you can just replicate that book as many times as you like. That's funny. And uh, there was a, a dialogue mod that you added in that you would like... Would you like to talk about that? Yeah, we were talking a little earlier. Um, what in the world are they yelling about? There, uh, we were talking a little bit earlier about how the dialogue options kind of... Well, maybe it's just our mentality, but they kind of force us into being into being good all the time. Uh, ooh, Mylurk. And, um, you know, we were. I was also saying, like, even the sarcastic remarks... Um, are kind of mean, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And uh, there's a mod out there, and I don't know who did it, and I don't even know how to get it. I guess it's on Nexus, I suppose. But there's a mod out there that gives you... It, it takes away the up, down, left, right look, and it gives the dialogue in a complete sentence, you know, top to bottom. So, like, it gives you what the character actually says and not a snippet. Um, so if you're having trouble you know, picking what dialogue you want to say because you're not quite sure. For instance, I was at a part, important part in the story and I thought the dialogue was going to go one way as I hit it and it ended up going in a completely different direction. It didn't turn out bad, but it was still like, man, what if that said the wrong thing and I didn't want to do that? Um, yeah. So that mod could come in handy if you're having issues with that sort of thing. Like you want to just see what he says before you actually like say it. I'm pretty sure I would love that mod because it would eliminate the Cole Phelps effect that we've talked about before. The Mass Effect thing, yeah. Uh, where you think you're going to say one thing and your character just says something totally different. And there's frequently times that I would like to use the sarcastic option because to me, sarcastic means you're, you know, cracking a joke. You're being, you right. know, a smart aleck. But lots of times the sarcastic option in Fallout 4 is... is ugly horrible things to say oh yeah it's totally mean and that's what i meant like you have let's see here huh, okay you have like your i'd say up is always kind of your questiony mm -hmm. like i don't know kind Inquisitive. of answer your bottom is always good the right is always bad and the left is always sarcastic which is bad most mm -hmm. of the time at least the times that I've done it, and I don't trust it now, so I never, I'm never sarcastic. Right. Um, but that being said, I do feel more connected to my character now that he's voiced. Mm -hmm. So I don't really have a problem with it. But that mod is out there for you guys to check it out. I do not have the information on where to go. All you need to do is just Google Fallout 4, you know, 
voice choice mod or whatever, like, you know, you'd think to mod. That's that's horrible. That was voice choice? What the? Actual dialogue, maybe. Yeah, dialogue mod. That's it. That's it. And then it'll come up in Google. I guess you could probably get it through Nexus. Yeah, that That's something I might be interested in, for sure. Yeah. And there was uh, a pretty serious glitch that some users have been experiencing on all three platforms, visiting Monsignor Plaza and getting just instant crashes. Boom. So that that's is... not good. I haven't been there, so I haven't had that experience. Mm -hmm. I haven't been there either, so... Good luck to anybody that has that bug. Hopefully they'll get that patched pretty soon. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, I, I mean... I think that's it for our post-national inquiry, if I'm correct. Oh, I it is, out. yeah. But yeah, so stay away from there for a while until we get some sort of solution to that crash. Would you like to talk a little bit about your gameplay lately? Uh, I'm, we usually call this segment weekend game, but I think it's like two and a half weeks <laughs> in game <laughs> at this point. Yeah, I'm going to take a, a, a quick... Well, I'll just kind of waltz around here because I have to concentrate on telling the story. Um... I won't talk about what I've done in the story. Um, yeah, we're keeping this spoiler-free, everybody. That'll be on our spoiler cast, which will have a different intro than the one you're used to. Uh, but I'll tell you two things that happened. Um, very early on, I think I was level 13 or something, so just a little tiny little dude running around the wasteland, or Commonwealth as it's now called. Um I walked into a fish packing plant or something. Mm -hmm. Let me see what it is. I have. Let me bring up the map here because I remember what it was. Four leaf fish packing plant. I've been there. So in or it's either that or the. I think it's the General Atomics factory actually. Instead, I think that's the one. Yeah, it was the General Atomics. Were there factory. fish there? No. Um, it, what? It wasn't the fishery. What was? What was there? was a security sentry, a sentry bot, and, if that weren't enough at level 13, a legendary assault tron. Oh, snap! Yeah, not, not, not good at all. Um, it was actually very, very bad. I couldn't, I killed the sentry bot um, by sneaking and waiting till the, I was hidden again. And I tried to do the same thing with the Assaultron, but it didn't work out so well. So I ended up retreating out of the building and running all across the Commonwealth. Well, I guess it was that part of Boston. And um, trying to run away from this thing. So I was in caution because I had, like, ducked behind a car. And luckily it didn't see that or something. And it was threatening me and saying all sorts of nasty things to me. And, um... I dipped behind a... Oh, gosh. Where'd that roamer come from? I dipped behind a car, and it went to, you know, caution. So I stepped out to fire at it for a sneak bonus. And as I did, I see it's fighting something else. And I thought to myself, what could this possibly be fighting? And thankfully, it took the heat off me. Well, it was fighting a death claw. So I'm like, great. Not only is there a legendary Assaultron with a skull, which means it's way higher than me in level... It's also fighting a death claw, which has a skull next to it, which is way higher than me. How does this stuff happen to you? I don't know. So I'm watching this fight go down behind this car, and the death claw kills the assault tron. 
And I'm like, well, great. Now I've got to contend with a Deathclaw. I guess it's better than the Assaultron, of, kind of. And at that moment, the Assaultron self-destructed and took out the Deathclaw. Nice! <laughs> so I was, like, super lucky, and I got the, uh... I got the little legendary what uh, the little legendary weapon that was in the Assaultron. I forget exactly what it was now, but it was pretty awesome. So that happened to me, and that was it. Kind of taught me a lesson that like maybe I wasn't really prepared to go down south yet. Uh huh. Um, so I went back up north, and uh, I'm trying to think of the other thing that happened to me that was really really cool. Um, oh man, I'm forgetting it now because of that whole Deathclaw event. Jeez, I don't remember. I, I spent some time in the Glowing Sea. That was awful uh, that place is just riddled with death claws and and awfulness um oh yeah 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 the other thing i wanted to say uh i think it's good neighbor no it's not good neighbor i can't remember yeah combat zone all right so this place is also in south boston uh south of diamond city i believe no east of it it's called the combat zone and it's a bar Remember in the E3 demo, we saw, um, like, a cage ring or something? Yeah, the, uh, the Thunderdome. Yeah, so it's in the combat zone. And I walked in there, my bad self, and I walked into the lobby, and there's two raiders in, like, a cage, and they're handcuffed, and they're like, oh, they're not going to let you win, you know, whatever. And So I picked the lock on the door and opened it to this bar, and it turned out to be the... You know, when you open up the double doors, it's like, it's a theater, so it opens up in the back, and there, it, it you know, it kind of tears, to, oh, Super Mutants, it kind of tears down, you know, the stairs tear down to to where the Thunderdome is, and it's full of raiders, so I was like, great, so I pulled up my, uh, pulled up my vats and checked them out, and they're all green, like, they're not, you know, mad, they're not going to shoot me or whatever, so I was like, sweet, this is... This is great. Like, this is kind of weird. I wonder if this, like, starts like a, you know, this is a place where you go if you want to be a bad character. You'll be accepted or whatever. So I walk in, and I'm halfway in the middle of all of these raiders. And there's, like, a ton of them in there. And I'm just in the standing in the middle of all of them, and I hear, Who let this guy in? Get him! And all of the little green, all of, all of a sudden, there's, like, just... 20 little red dots on my radar. I'm like, oh no. And at that point, I had a silenced 10 millimeter pistol. And I just ran backwards out of the door and uh, lobbed a few grenades through the, the doorway and like picked them off as they came through the doorway. And I ended up like not really getting hit at all. And it got to the point where they couldn't find me and I'm just standing out in front of the doorway and I realized at that point that the AI is a lot more interactive when it comes to how you are fighting them because what would happen is one of the raiders would be like where is he I can't find him and then uh, they they would be you know if I'd kill one of their friends they're like oh that was a good shot this is fun now you know and, mm-hmm. and uh, they would say things like that but eventually, I have noticed that they comment on how well you're doing. Yeah, it's really funny, and it's just different because I don't know. It kind of made me feel strange in in a way when they're like, "Oh, you're 
you know, playing games or something. I don't know. It was just mm-hmm. weird. But it ended up I was able to kill them all, and, and there's, like, a, uh, a companion that you could use and, and stuff. But it was just funny. It wasn't really, like, a difficult battle. When you're sneaky, like, battles tend to not be that hard anymore. Mm-hmm. Although in this game, it's a lot harder to sneak, I found. Um, but it, it, but in that case, it wasn't wasn't too bad. But I just was laughing really hard at the fact that I just walk in there and they're all like, "Get him!" <laughs> Everyone just turned and and tried to kill me. Although the owner of that club is now really mad at me for killing all of his patrons. So there is that. But I left. Yeah, and I, I had, had a very play. similar experience in that place. Yeah. So um, I'm trying to think. I don't know. I've been a, I've been doing a lot of settlement building, and I have settlements. Let's see here. Let's take a break. Um, what do I have so far? I have a bunch of trade routes set up, and my main point wow. is yeah. My main my main hub is Hangman's Alley in like the center of the map, where everything kind of fans out from. And I don't have artil. I have artillery at Sanctuary and the castle. And, yeah, that's kind of interesting. Oh, there's an island called Spectacle Island. Unless you're loaded for bear, stay away from Spectacle (laughs) Island. Don't go. It's not worth it at all. (laughs) It ended up that I was fighting, like, oh, geez. It was a Mirelurk queen, a Mirelurk... King, legendary Myrler King, Myrler Hunters, glowing Myrler Hunters, like all at the same time. It was it was the longest battle and the hardest battle I ever did. I just wow, it was it was awful and it, yeah. It, but I did realize there's like kind of a hidden quest on that island. It's not even it's unmarked. Um, I think if you do that quest to its completion, I, you might not have to deal with all of them. But um, yeah, I had to deal with all of them because I don't think I was very smart. But yeah, stay away from that island if you're not loaded for bear. It's interesting. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. What about you? So, what, happened to, what happened to you this week? Well, I just made some notes on a few little stories that I had. Um, to start off with, I played some Fallout 3. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you do when Fallout 4 comes out. Of course, because of course I did. I played Fallout 3. I decided to boot it up on the Xbox One just to check that out and see how it works. Um, and uh, I, I just wanted to tell you guys the process in case you're wondering, you know, how, how to do this. You have to download the game even if you have a disc, which I did. When you put in your disc, it prompts you to install the game um, over the internet. So you're playing a download version with your disc in the tray. <laughs> That's weird. (laughs) And you have to download the game and all the DLC before you boot it up. So there are six separate installs that you want to do before you start (laughs) playing the game. Yeah. And even with my slow internet, it didn't take very long. Um, So, yeah, it's it's pretty straightforward, really. Yeah. Now, here's something that wasn't very straightforward. If you want to take your save with you, your save games... You have to use the Xbox 360 to trans. You have to be able to access your save on an Xbox 360. Three. <sighs> you have to be able to access your save 
on an Xbox 360 <laughs> and transfer your save to the cloud. And then you can download your save from your Xbox One. So I had to get my 360 out of the closet, find the power cable, <laughs> hook it back up to the TV, find my saves, move them to the cloud. But after I did that, it worked really easily. Uh, it was a pain, you know, to hook up my Xbox, but it was very easy after that. That's and fun. all the cool Xbox One features work with your with your 360 game now. You know, you, you can take screenshots and use the DVR. Oh, and awesome. it really, it felt like a time warp for me. Not just the difference between three and four, which is a big, big difference. Oh yeah. But so going back to my first original Fallout character that I ever played. <laughs> how was the, how how did that feel? Like just really strange, just very bizarre. I uh, my organizational system in the house made no sense. I couldn't <laughs> find any of my stuff. That's funny. And. Uh, I had Fox with me, and he's like walking through my house, kicking my stuff around. <laughs> and, um, yeah, it was it was really, really strange to go back to that. And on my first playthrough of Fallout Three, which is the one where I, um, I missed the uh the Raven Rock bobblehead. Ah. Uh. And that's also the bobblehead that's like in the middle of your bobblehead stand. And so I had this big hole right in the middle of my bobblehead stand. And in the middle of and your heart, right? In in my heart, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Rick. But I, I actually forgotten that I had done this, but I found a little tiny garden gnome, and I put him in <laughs> that spot. <laughs> I don't think it works like that. It worked. He sits there. <laughs> That's totally funny. Worked. Yeah, he he sits there. I've got a, a I posted a screenshot on Twitter if anybody wants to look at that. <laughs> and I just wanted to make sure that the game ran right and everything. So I just picked a place on the map that I hadn't cleared on that save file, and I ran the Corvega factory. And it runs a lot smoother on the Xbox One than on the 360, even oh, yeah? with my giant save file. I've had like a 13 megabyte save file. And loads seemed a little shorter and I thought the game maybe even seemed a little prettier. Um, but that may just be... <laughs> Starstruck eyes. Yeah. I, I, But here's something. I blew up four Corvegas at the same time. Oh. And my game didn't crash at all. Not Whoa. Even. No glitch? No frame rate drop? No. Nah. They just exploded. It was it was beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah, so that was really fun running the Corvega factory in Fallout Three. So let's talk about Fallout Four a little bit. Yeah. I uh, did a little quest. I'm not going to uh, talk about the story of this quest. Um, I'm just going to say that I was traveling on the Freedom Trail, and I found some things along this trail, like Swan's Pond. <laughs> And, <laughs> um, yeah, we're not going to talk about that yet. Yeah, how did that go? I ran away. <laughs> I, yeah, I was like level 13 when I did this and I just, I ran away. 
I haven't been back. I should go back. Yeah, I ran away the first time I saw that too. Which, since I don't know, it's such a fun. You look like a man who could use. Since it's such a fun like little area, we're not gonna. I don't want to spoil it just yet for people who may not have gotten there yet. Mm -hmm. It's super fun. Just go there with no weapons. <laughs> and I was just going along the Freedom Trail and I was using Sneak a lot because I feel like I was not as high of a level as I should have been to be doing this quest. I was running into some very scary enemies. And I, I found this building and... Uh, I think it was called the Old State House or something. And it wasn't anything to do with the quest. It just happened to be along yeah. that pathway. Yeah. So I thought I'd go inside, you know, see if there's anything cool in there. So I went inside. I had uh, I had a follower. I went inside. And I'm clearing this building, and it's pretty cool. And I go in the basement, and I find this, uh, I forget what it was called, like a, a Mirelurk King, maybe? Okay. I'm not, and, I don't think I've been there yet, so I don't know. And it was, I was so scared of it, man. It was rough. And uh, it just killed me so fast. <laughs> and I kept doing this over and over again. Like, I'd, I'd die and reboot and try a different loadout with my weapons or, you know, try to use my follower more tactically. Um and I, I had to jump down into the middle of the building of the room to make him spawn because he, he wouldn't come out. I want I was trying to like shoot at the ground and get him to come up, you know, so I could shoot at him from above. Yeah. And maybe twenty five times I tried this and Gosh. could not win. I was so out of my league with this guy. <laughs> and I thought, well, there's the door. Maybe I'm just going to sprint to that door and see what's in there and see if it's worth all this trouble. <laughs> so I did just that. I dropped into the room and booked it for the door and got to the door and found more scary enemies and uh, <laughs> that, that I was really just not equipped to handle at this point in the game. <laughs> And I just kept running and kept running. And I thought, well, you know, there's nothing too big. I found a, a fusion core, I think. And I, I nabbed that. And I'm like, I'm doing so good. You know, I, <laughs> I'm just going to clear this. I'm not even going to have to fight these guys. And I'm running. And there's like 20 Mirelurks of different varieties, like Mirelurk hunters and um, yeah, just that's... scary lobster creatures chasing me. Yeah, there are a ton of variant Mirelurks in this game. And my follower is, like, dead. I left her on the ground in the basement. <laughs> you stay there, distract him while I run away. All right, bye. And I'm running and I'm running. And I get to this second big room, right? And a Mirelurk queen erupts from the floor. Oof. And I was, like, level 13 at this point. Yeah, I know where you are now. I know exactly what. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. Nice. And as scared as I was of that Mirelurk King, I should have turned around because this Mirelurk Queen is so scary. Just so scary. And I don't even try to fight her. I don't even try it at all. Not even a little bit. I'm like, okay, I've got to get to that doorway. I see it and I'm like dodging, you know, I, I jump onto this rock and like go behind the pillar. And because these 25 other Mirelurks, they're still with me. They followed me into this room. <laughs> and I'm running 
and I get to the door and it's one of those doors that you have to use the terminal to open. Um, in previous fallouts, you could always lock pick a door. Um, yeah. You didn't have the adequate skill to, to hack the computer. Right. And uh, I had maxed out lockpick. I thought, no big deal, you know, I'll get out this door. But I learned then that some of these doors will not lockpick. You have to use the terminal. And I hadn't leveled up my hacking abilities. <laughs> so I was trapped in there. So I ended up having to go back on a save because there was no way out. Oh, that sucks. It was such a bummer. So I'm going to have to go back there when I'm, when I'm less... Uh, Less nuke and uh, run some power armor and and get it done. Yeah, I I I cleared that building out. It is is not easy. And so I get to the end of the Freedom Trail, right? And along the Freedom Trail, it was really a hard trip for me. Not just this one building full of Mirelurks. And uh, I'm not going to spoil any of the story of this quest. I just wanted to talk about a little bit. I uh. Along the way, there are these markers on the ground, and you activate the markers. And I had activated every marker along the way, and I had fought just raiders, and I'd had to sneak away from raiders, and because I was just underleveled for this area, it was really it was bad. Huh. And I finally get to the destination, and I'm in this uh, church building, and. I get a, a weird glitch, and I, I should have talked about this when we were talking about glitches. Everything disappeared. I was just in empty black space. What? And I had a follower, and he was, like, sitting down, and everything was black. There was no building, no sky, no nothing. And I could move a little bit, uh, and I could see my follower, but that was it. So I, I uh, had to restart my xbox and it fixed but <laughs> it was just black everywhere so strange and i could move up and down and back and forth like moving in three dimensions Ugh. it was very weird that is very odd i haven't had anything but, like that happen but i get to the end of the freedom trail and i think okay i got all these markers it's gonna be you know fine i'm gonna get there and, and i have all the markers and it was a puzzle. It was like a puzzle, and it did not automatically note down what the markers said in my Pip-Boy the way that I expected it to. Oh, wow. And I had to go all the way back and walk it again. I have I, I thought I walked the Freedom Trail, but I guess I didn't do it in that way. I had to take physical notes uh, so that I could solve the puzzle when I got to the end. That's awesome. Yeah, I was so mad that I had to do that twice after I had had such a hard time. Because the raiders in that area were much, much more skilled than me. You know, it, it's actually funny. I do remember that puzzle. I guessed. I didn't even realize there were markers on the ground. Really? Yeah, I had. I guessed it. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, it took a while, though. Okay, I remember what you're talking about. I did not realize there were markers on the ground. Huh. The yeah, there's markers, and they say a letter and a number. I did not know. Yeah, yeah, I did not even realize. But they're given to you out of order, so you have to make notes. Man. Or you can guess. The things that you uh, you uh, learn. 
So, Shaleen, uh, here is your set of power armor. Very nice. So it's just uh, torso, left arm, and left leg. Oh, but it's raider power armor. Oh, don't. What are you doing? If I shake my hair out of my face, I'm going to impale myself on the spikes on the shoulder. Well, unfortunately, I can't take <sighs> the rest of it because it's broken. Oh. So, and I'm over encumbered anyway. Well, it's very cool that you can get a full set there, though. Yeah, I don't even, actually, I'm, I'm going to drop it because it's kind of, I don't know. I never use it. It's, it's I don't know. Mm -hmm. I don't use the, the Raider. I don't like Raider stuff. I usually sell it. Yeah, me too. Or I, I just, or I give it to, uh, did I drop that? No, I didn't. I kept the Raider power armor. I don't want the Raider power armor. Eventually, I want to get power armor for my uh, mm -hmm. followers. That would be cool. So anyway, sorry to hijack your story there. That's okay. That was pretty much the end of, the, of my Freedom Trail experience. Uh, I had a couple of other things. I'm going to save those for the spoiler cast. And here's another one. I found this weird little side quest, and I ended up being like this Walter White drug kingpin. What? There was, yeah, there. it started out as a, a totally different thing. You, it does not appear to be... Oh, are you at the... Um, where are you now? I'm at a mining thing. It's not the one that was flooded. Okay, is this the one that we were talking about before the show? Dunwick Boars, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't I'm actually, I actually was there right before. Uh, I thought that looked really familiar. Yeah, it looks pretty interesting, so I'm actually not even going to go there right now. I'm going to... Yeah, you'll want to do that when you can give it your full attention. Yeah, I'm heading back to Sanctuary. So. But I found this little quest, and it seemed like a... Just one of those quests where you talk to people, you know, not even a, a combat type quest, just one where you, your negotiating skills are needed. Yeah. And like an hour and a half later, I'm interrupting a drug deal. I've got my pockets full of like a hundred things of met, uh, Mintats and Jed <laughs> and just there are literal crates of drugs. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Yeah, there's this horrified guy looking at me, like, and I, I've got this note and uh, where to find the the drug labs where they make the drugs. Wow. So I, I went and found the drug lab, and and that was so fun. It was a really fun quest. So you can find that quest start in Diamond City. That's awesome. Yeah, I didn't. And go ahead. No, I was gonna say I I haven't. I don't think, I don't know. I've done a lot of side quests. I can't remember them all at this point. I feel like you'd remember this one. I just haven't done that one. Literal crates of drugs. Oh, just. There's my bobblehead stand. That's a nice collection. You have what, five? Four. I've only four. Four. The, uh, four. Let's see here. Big guns, energy weapons, perception, and speech. I think I have the same ones. Nice. <laughs> That's really funny. Oh, yeah. Oh, I didn't show you this yet, Shaleen. This is one of my buildings that I started. It's like a two-story nice. thing. And then my other building is over there with my radio beacon. But um, You have now spent more time with settlements than I have. This is Because the I, I let it... Um, I put it away because I was not playing any Fallout. I was just <laughs> playing settlements. Yeah, this is... I've been building my 
So I haven't done anything inside this building yet, except for add a few beds. But mm-hmm. um, I put a few artillery pieces around. Yeah, you can't do interior doors, which is kind of annoying. But whatever. That's weird. Yeah, so you have to kind of, you know, leave it open. I don't it's know. Pretty good building. How long did this take you? Uh, one of my guards. It took me. Um, it took me a while. <laughs> it took me a long while because <laughs> I have this all up here that I'm going to be building stuff on too, like mm-hmm. this whole platform. But um, the biggest thing it took to figure out was the electricity getting that working and yeah, because I have like I have a little wet bar back here and some chairs. And stuff, so. <laughs> But nothing too crazy at this point in time. It like That's it. Cool. I don't know. Settlement building is is strange. I can't wait to see the mods for it. I did want to mention too that there is a. Uh, I I did one thing in my gameplay that I thought would be interesting to talk about. I was doing a side quest for someone, and I found this like tower, and I climbed it because I was like, oh, I can get a better viewpoint of um, where I'm going or whatever. Yeah. And actually, I'm gonna go get the. Cro- I'm gonna go, actually, up here for for a reason. Um. So. I walked up to the top of the tower to get a better vantage point because I'm a sniper. And uh, when I got to the top, there was a little circuit switch. I was like, "Oh, I'm gonna flip the circuit switch." Never bothering to really look at what the wire led to. Mm-hmm. And when I flicked it, I just hear this like this really loud klaxon alarm and I'm like oh oh my goodness and all of a sudden I hear all the shooting and I look down on the ground and there are like 10 raiders <laughs> an, alpha, an alpha death claw and a normal death claw <laughs> oh my goodness creating havoc so I, I, I eventually won that battle out by just kind of sitting it out but yeah it was uh, it was interesting <laughs> it was so bad it's funny so yeah anyway um, I believe we have some emails if you're done with your gameplay. I, think I am. Um, did you want to do our lore? Or oh, yeah. I forgot about leave that. It for... Okay. So we've got a lore segment today. I wanted to talk about Corvega since I actually run Corvega factories in two separate Fallout games this week. <laughs> Corvega, the slogan was driving paradise. It was a line of automotives produced by the Chrysler Automotive Company in pre-war America. Manufacture began in the mid-2050s. And in the 2060s, after the annexation of Canada, you could buy an original Corvega for only $199,999.99. That's a steal. Yeah. This price is an indicator of inflation in pre-war America uh, of approximately 4.5%. So, (laughs) yeah. There are four known models of the Corvega. The original is a two-door sports coupe. It has an 800 horsepower engine and will do zero to 60 in half a second. What? That's a little bit better than my Ford Fiesta. (laughs) (laughs) Just a smidge. The Atomic V8 model is a two-door coupe with a nuclear engine. And these are pretty commonly seen uh, wrecked out all around Fallout 3 in New Vegas. There is a four-door sedan model that can be seen also all over in Fallout 3 and New Vegas. It's got a nuclear engine. And there is a bubble top coupe that you can see in billboards and in the Fallout 4 announcement trailer. I think you can see those actually around the wasteland as well. Yeah. 
in Fallout 4. Um, those are pretty neat. Corvegas can be found in pristine condi- condition in Tranquility Lane as well as on Mothership Zeta in Fallout 3. And there is a miniature four-door Corvega in Tinpenny's penthouse, but it can't be moved. Um, you can get your own if you choose the pre-war theme for Tinpenny's suite if you're a monster and blew up Megaton. I was not a monster. Don't I did that monster. once. I have a save file where I have a Tinpenny Tower suite. <laughs> it's really nice living in Tinpenny Tower, and I feel I feel inclined to wear nicer clothes when I'm there. Ugh, I feel inclined to delete my save when I'm there. Suitcases can be found in the back of many ruined Corvigas, but this is likely an oversight. Because there was a nuclear reactor in the back of these cars, the trunk would have had to be in the front, the storage area. (laughs) The The name Corvega combines the real uh, Chevrolet models Corvair and Vega. And the hood ornaments are identical to some hood ornaments found on 1950s Chevrolets, including the 57 Bel Air. Nice. I There's, I, I thought it would have been like between Corvette and the the Vega, but also possible. Yeah. There are several locations relevant to Corvega, including the Corvega factory and the Chrysler building in Fallout 3. And Fallout 4's Corvega assembly plant. Nice. I actually went to the assembly plant in Fallout 4, so. Mm hmm. Got a bunch of loot. Recently as well. Yeah, got a bunch of loot from there. I don't think I ever went to the one in Fallout 3. I hadn't until just this week. (laughs) I I don't recall ever having been there. It's full of ants, and there is an ant queen. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one of very few locations where you can find an ant queen to get those ant queen pheromones. Yeah, there's just a few places. I think there are three ant queens in the game. Oh. Not very many. Not at all. Anyway, that's it for Corvegas, unless you have some commentary. Nope. um, None really at all. I'm actually, uh, I've been hanging around Vault 111 for our next segment. Right. Our weapon of the week is the cryolator. Yep. The cryolator is one of the first weapons that you will see in Fallout 4 because it is located here in Vault 111. It's found in the overseer's office, as our uh, people watching the video see. Ah, got it. Yes. It's locked away, and you need a master lockpick skill or the dog meat loophole to acquire it. There she is. And uh, I think if you want to use that dog meat loophole, you need to act fast because I believe they will be patching that out. I heard they patched it out in the the PC beta for that patch. That's no good. So if you want to dog meat your cryolator, do it now. Do it. Do it now. Got it. And ostensibly, the cryolator does 20 damage. Uh, It sprays a freezing mist that can slow and even freeze enemies. Um, I used it on the Meyer Alert King. It didn't didn't help me out enough. <laughs> you can add a crystallizing barrel mod that offers better range and ballistic damage. And uh, you can actually, those, uh, it comes with 200 cryo ammo. And you can find some more in a couple of locations in stores. It's really expensive. Oh, really? 
Yeah, it's very rare. Like, don't don't expect to be using that all the time. Just uh, it'll it'll be as limited as the Alien Blaster was before Mothership Zeta. Okay, which I haven't found the Alien Blaster yet either in this game. I found it. I believe it's a quest of some sort, but we can talk about it in the spoiler cast if you want. Yeah. So the purpose of Vault 111 was to study cryotechnology, not only as a way to preserve humans for a long time, but also to find other uses for the technology, including weaponization. And basically, it's a flamethrower that shoots ice. And the cryolator is powerful, um, but ammo is expensive and scarce, and it chews through that ammo very quickly. Because, yeah, flamers would do the same thing. They would just eat through it. I wonder if there's a place I could just... I feel like it's hard to just run into a bad guy in this game sometimes. Agreed. Yeah, and and you need an enemy right now. I do need an enemy. So we can see the cryolator in action. I really like the cryolator. I've used it a few times. It's very fun to use. Let's see if there's anybody. There's usually somebody up around my outpost, Zimanja. Why can't I fast travel? What the? That's very strange. Oh, well, I think I found the glitch. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'll just walk then. That's really odd. Well, I'll save real quick and then load. This <laughs> is what, like, helps get rid of my little um, invisible pit boy or invisible gun. Mm-hmm. Let's see if this fixed it. Nope. Okay, well, anyway. Are you, is there an enemy nearby? Not that I know of. I feel like this game is much more forgiving about letting you fast travel if there's an enemy around. Yeah, I can't even lay a marker. Well, this may result in a, a very different Fallout experience for you. This is <laughs> not going to be fixed. fun. Not at all. Well, all right. Oh, there's a Bud Bud Hatchling. That'll that'll work. That'll work. It's, There's uh, also cryo grenades and cryo mines that you can find in the game. Whoa, that was fast. That killed him quick. Indeed. Wow. So thank you for that demonstration of our weapon of the week. Yeah, there we go. Uh, let's do another one. Uh, torso. Well, whatever. Let's just. While Rick freezes this mosquito, let's talk about some emails. That didn't work out so hot. Oh, there we go. Yeah, let's yeah, go to our emails. It better in real time than in VATS. It, it definitely does. Hey, Rick and Shaleen. I've been watching your show slash tuning in for some time now, and I have to say it has become a necessity more than an interest in keeping me sane during my workday. I won't disclose what I do or where I work for obvious reasons, but I will tell you that part of my job requires me to work in a biocontainment facility. This facility is deep underground and resembles that of a vault in the Fallout series quite closely, minus the rad scorpions, ghouls, and raiders. When I venture down to my own personal Vault 65, as I call it, I suit up, pop in my earphones, and tune into Fallout OTR to keep my sanity for the few hours that I will be, have to be down there daily. All I can say is thank God for Wi-Fi, because when you are down there, you have no phone reception. I've attached some photos that you might think are pretty neat and share with your fellow dwellers if you so wish. I'll tweet those out later. Alas, rest assured, there are some real-life vault dwellers like myself out in the wastes fighting for survival. 
I hope that you are also enjoying it, and I'm looking forward to all of Shaleen's crazy death claw stories. <laughs> On a side note, Fallout 4 is quite fantastic, and I peed a little when the ghouls came charging in the Super Duper Mart. I have also realized at one point I was wandering the wastes in my underwear, as you do in Fallout New Vegas from time to time. War never changes. <laughs> Julie Vendertron. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, I saw some of those pictures, and it definitely is very creepy. Very vault-like. and. Very vault-like. Uh, it's fascinating that there are real places like that, you know, in the world. Yeah, which, like, we all kind of know exist, but mm-hmm. it's, like, not until you see them that it, like, sinks in. Like, wow, that's strange. <laughs> and having a, a human face put on it makes it, you know, because, right. you know, you think about, you know, of course, you know, there are, you know, underground bunkers all over the world. But, you know, hearing from somebody that actually spends time in one makes it less like an, an episode of the X-Files and, and more like real life. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. So, so thanks for writing in. Yeah, we'll, we'll tweet out those images later. It's pretty interesting looking. It's very cool. And uh, we're glad we can keep you company down there. Yeah, definitely. Our next email is not an email. It is, in fact, a tweet from Haunted Blue Fox. He says, what's your favorite weapon in Fallout 4 and what mods have you made to it? Okay. Um, why don't you start? I haven't done much weapon modding. So I uh, the answer to the second half of that question is, is no. But I like the shotgun a lot. I've been using the shotgun all the time. I also have a sniper rifle that I found. I believe it was called like a hardened sniper rifle or something. Yeah. I called it Boone Sniper Rifle Aww. in honor of Boone because I love Boone. And I carry that around a lot. And let me think here. Hmm. I guess that's about it. That's what I've been using the most is the shotgun and the sniper rifle. Let's see here. I'm at my sanctuary base, so I'll go check out my mods. Wow, there's a lot of people around today. Um, I think this is one of them, this pistol here. Um, this is the spoiler pistol? Well, kind of. Um, it's just, it's a pistol that you get can get in the storyline, but I have it modified pretty good. Um, my little model collection. Um, here's my... Let's see here. Which weapons do I use mostly? I keep a lot of the legendary weapons. Um, so this gun I use like crazy. Deliverer? Yeah. It's uh, modified. It's got everything. Advanced receiver. I keep the short barrel on it, not the long barrel because of weight. Sharpshooter's grip, large quick eject mag, glow sights, and a suppressor. It, it just... The damage it only does 81, but it just chews through enemies like crazy. Um, I use that like crazy. Uh, let's see, what else do I use? Um, let's see, let me sort by damage so I can actually see. Um, oh, so I stole this. <laughs> <laughs> I had to get it when people are like, I found a Gauss rifle. I was like, no, I need, I need one. So this is my scoped like sniper-ish Gauss that rifle. That looks very different. The damage is two two hundred and thirty. It's just wow. It's devastating. It's it's awesome. Uh, it does look very different. Um, 
I think my highest damage weapon right now is like 70. Nice. This looks like an actual rail rifle. Um, what's the railgun? Railgun. Like, because you can see like the coils on the side, and then mm-hmm. it looks like how it would have been, but uh, or should have been made. Yeah, this right here. This is my. Oop, I took. I took it. I didn't mean to take it. Uh, yeah, it's nothing special really. It's just my suppressed sniper rifle that I use a lot. So does 170 damage. Very nice. There's nothing special about it other than it just it's my main sniping weapon that I use. So that that's pretty much it. And on this one, I have like the 50 caliber receiver, <clears throat> the long port of barrel marksman stock, quick eject, large quick eject mag, the long scope and a suppressor. Because I'm a sneaky silenced guy. So when I go loud, I usually take my um, story gun. I'll take the Gauss rifle. I'll take a minigun or a rocket launcher. I'll take my tactical boosted plasma rifle. I'll take all that stuff when I go loud. But when I go soft, I usually take a bunch of silenced weapons. So yeah. Very nice. That's what I do. You have a very extensive weapon collection there. I do. I never sell anything. I, I just, I never sell anything. Yeah. So I, uh, I'm kind of the same. Yeah, I did want to say that this game is so cool because it allows you to play multiple roles more than the other games did. So, for instance, like this character now, you know, he's either loud when he's in power armor and he just goes loud, or I can just get out of the power armor and sneak. And mm-hmm. it's, I can just do both. I don't have to do one or the other, for, you know, per gameplay. So, I really like that aspect about it i couldn't agree more i feel like that's something that skyrim really got right not making you commit to a class and a play style and that's something that that skyrim got right that fallout 4 has made better yeah definitely definitely well thanks for thanks for tweeting at us and for emailing and please continue to do so shall we go ahead and wrap it up yeah, let's yeah, let's wrap it up. I believe that takes care of everything. Uh wanna thank all of you guys for listening. I believe we have some ending notes though. We do. Did you want to talk about our PC contest? Oh, we do have a winner. Um we do have a winner picked. However, I there there may be some complications. <laughs> um is what we're getting at. Right. What is going on? Oh I'm- So um we will update that, but please stop garying our inbox because um, yeah, yeah, that contest is over. So we love you and thank you for entering, but please, uh, lay off with the Gary. Yeah. I'm, I'm kind of garyed out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you can tweet at us at fallout OTR. Rick is at Rick McVick. I am at Shalene L S H A L I N E L. And, um, please tweet at us and keep sending us your cool screenshots. You can email us at falloutotr at gmail.com. Like this video, subscribe to our YouTube channel. You can find us on iTunes and Stitcher Radio. Please leave us five-star reviews on iTunes or, you know, a not one if you if you want. <laughs> but we, we like to thank our five-star reviewers on the air. We've got this week, Can't Think of a Name That Isn't Taken, <laughs> C. Gruz, Jeremy NES, Cyberwaste6996, Waylon Felix from Canada, Larry Hoteep from Canada, Progavarium from Canada, Vault Mail from Ireland, and Harper Larp 
from the UK. Thanks, you guys, for those five-star reviews. That really helps out the show. Yes, thank you very much. We record live, usually, on Fridays at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Time, youtube.com slash questgamingnetwork slash live. If you would like to join in our live chat room, we would love to see you there. And you can check out other great QGN shows uh, like Elder Scrolls Off the Record, Classic Elder Scrolls, Dragon Age Off the Record, Warcraft Off the Record, Rift Reforged, Dota Off the Record, and Dancing with Daggers. So yeah, that's... That's our show for today. Anything you'd like to add? Nope. Yeah, I just wanted to say thank you for listening and thank you for being patient while we got this episode out. And I know we didn't get it up on Friday, but hopefully this little video will help, you know, uh, ebb, the, ebb the pain from, from waiting almost over a week for another episode. And, and join us this Friday. We are going to have an episode this Friday. Uh, join us this Friday for our episode 21. And we will be putting out a spoiler cast um, soon probably this end of this week probably in con- I, i'm not sure when we'll release it but it'll it'll, it'll be out soon so we're going to be recording that and don't listen to it if you don't want any spoilers at all we're gonna it's gonna be no holds barred so yeah thank you for listening to us death comes for you evildoer and i am his shroud <laughs> see you guys <laughs> <laughs>